RC Pro-Am. Nintendo puts you in control. And welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Sean. And I'm Sam. Guys, how are we doing? I'm pretty good. How are you? Phenomenal. You seem very relaxed tonight, Sean. I'm a, I'm a relaxed boy. <laughs> I say tonight, but we always upload the episodes at 8 a.m. every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> if you're one of our first listeners, if you're that guy who gets it at like 8.04, just know that we set them to deliver at 8 a.m. Theoretically, I could set them to deliver at like 7.56 in the morning, <laughs> so they get directly to you at 8 a.m., but... It's actually a really good idea. I might start doing that. Yeah, really? I don't know why uh, you haven't done that yet. But then I'd hate to see it come in at like 8.01. That know? would be yeah. What about 7.59? Would you be upset about a 759? 7.59 is better than 8.01 because that's early. Better, yeah. better early than late. That's true. So what was everyone's favorite part of this episode? Was it when we <laughs> talked about the time? It's the only time so far. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's talk about RC Pro-Am. We got another rare game here. Uh, not that it's rare in its... Well, actually, it is pretty rare because we don't have any racing games yet, right? Uh-huh. We've had like some, <laughs> rare in a different some way. things that have tried to be racing yeah, games a... but don't quite get there, right? We yeah, had uh, guess, well, Rad Racer, not really a racing yeah, game. They're all yeah, sort of like, just go fast yeah. and go far. There's Race Against Time also. Oh, Excite Bike, yeah. yeah that, was, that was a racing, right? Racing. I feel like a lot of them are racing against time. Yeah. Like, or uh, racing against society. Mac, mm. uh, Mach Rider. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, and even even Excite Bike, I think, is still like a race against time thing for the most part, slowly. because you have to you have to get it in a certain time to qualify for the next round. You don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to finish first, I think. Whereas oh, right. this is right. a game in which you, your opponents are all at like you know a discrete point in the <laughs> lap <laughs> or yeah. like on the course. Whereas before they just like they would just sort of spawn like yeah. opponents and it was just like here. Uh, just go fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so for those of you that don't know, in RC Pro-Am, you are um, guiding a remote-controlled car. Uh, that's the RC. Yes. It, it stands for remote control. And you're guiding this remote control car uh, through, uh, like, a, a various amount of stages, but they all look kind of the same yeah. for the most part. Uh, and the, you have to avoid, like, water and oil puddles. You can collect some bonus items. You, you get, get a trophy. Yeah, you can get better engines and tires. And you're doing this against three other opponents, which are just the yellow car, the blue car, and the green car. You're the red car, so that's pretty cool. Can't yeah, pick. That's hot. Uh, yeah, but red's, like, the fast one, right? Is Isn't that why the insurance is so much money on a red car? Because <laughs> yeah, they know yeah, people like a, are speed. Red yeah, paint like candy apple faster. Red. That's science. I'm sorry, what were you saying, Joe? <laughs> Candy Apple Red. Oh, yes. Also, apples that, are fast. That car from Cars, who's the star of he's Cars, red. he says, I am speed, and oh, he's red. Right. You're so, right. Like, so by the transitive property. Yes, exactly. Although that didn't come out until after this. Yes, little that's known true. fact. Little known fact. Uh, we're getting a little off topic, though, because <laughs> even though I've accurately described the game, in my own opinion, Sean, there is an element to this game that I haven't talked about yet, and that is the way that it looks. Yeah, it has a very interesting perspective. It's at sort of an isometric, like, three-quarter view that you see more in, like, CRPGs. Uh, and it can it can be really weird when you're trying to control uh, a car it with, like, tank controls out of, like, 
Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of like an out-of-body experience of driving a car. It's like if when you got in the car, you were only given the view of instead of like, you know, through your own eyeballs, you were given it from like a GPS satellite and you had to try to still drive the same way. It's from the it's basically from the Google Maps 3D view. Uh, but not Google Earth, you know what I mean? I have I, played racing games with this perspective before, though. Yeah, and I guess it makes sense. In the, I, it only dawned on me right now. It makes sense in the context of a remote-controlled car. You're yeah, not in the car. Yeah. You're not looking at it from behind the car. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I had actually was wondering until right now why it's like that. And now well, that I think sense. it's like that for twofold. I think the remote-controlled thing is great and a good, like, easy way for them to get away with it, but I also think this was a design choice because then they can keep they can show placement of all the other cars yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. On on the map, so this way, if you, if you were only doing it like how Rad Racer did it, where you saw like the uh, top of your car and and it was more like a straight on point of view, you never knew where anybody else was mm-hmm. on the track besides maybe a few frames in front of you if they happened mm-hmm. to draw their car. And combat is important in this. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So I think here, like spatial awareness is also very mm-hmm. important to know. Like, okay, I'm in first, but I can see the guy in second behind me, and he might. Like try to push me off the track or shoot an uh, uh, an, an weapon. <laughs> yeah, it's also to me the easiest way to give a faux 3D look to uh, any game um, because it it has that depth because it's at, it's at that weird angle um, and it just looks better than what we've seen from like the the first person view so yep. far. Um, uh, would you yeah. say that this even you know put your 1988 goggles on? Is this a visually impressive game on the NES so far? I think so. Okay. No, I, I guess that's what I'm asking is open it up to the room too. I, I didn't load it and think like, wow, look at these graphics compared to other games. Yeah. But I think we've also been kind of spoiled having been able to play every game. Yeah. You know, that's been a yeah. I think I, the, I, the aesthetic choices are a little like bland, like generic looking, but in terms of how they present the information it's very clear and it holds up it holds up well yeah i think it, it to me it falls kind of firmly in like for the time doing just what it needs to do to kind of get by and like not look bad doesn't look doesn't look great it didn't blow me away yeah. but it but it looks fine it looks it's passable okay cool i think it looks good yeah and, and so let's let's get into controls uh, of the car specifically and, and how that works in this isometric point of view, but also on various different tracks. I don't want to talk about the tune-up items or weapons or anything like that. I just want to talk about how it felt to steer your car in this viewpoint and, like, if that was really the best way to go about it. So who wants to take that? I can take it. Cool. Uh, I think that it was a good this viewpoint and everything works well with the steering. I think – so when you – are going into a turn and you're accelerating, you kind of skid a little bit too, which I think is cool. And if you don't accelerate, if you take your hand off the, you know, the uh, the A button, I think, mm-hmm. um, then you can kind of tur- you can do a lot sharper turns. I found. Uh, so I think that the controls were pretty tight. They were really sensitive, which it says in the man- in the manual. But I think that that's something that you can get used to and then start, you know memorizing tracks and getting really like you know just getting really intricate with it yeah there's definitely a learning curve to the to the how delicate the controls are and also i mean just me personally i always have a hard time when when you're doing this camera kind of stays facing the same direction but you have to turn and drive back towards yourself because then i start to get the the turning backwards at first so it's a little bit of learning curve on that element but once you kind of get the hang of it all i think it's like it's really fast paced and like fun yeah. to drive these cars. Yeah, it feels good. 
And and we've seen this mechanic of like being prepared to slow down and turn in games like Mock Rider, where you you know all of a sudden you'll know a turn is coming up, but if you uh, go too fast and don't prepare for the turn ahead of time, you're be hanging out on the edge of the track the entire time. Now in Mock Rider, you still moved forward progression because of the way that it worked. Here you wouldn't go anywhere; you would just yeah. go off the course mm-hmm. and hit the wall. And you can crash that way too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in this in this in this regard, I think that. The way that they've communicated, like, being delicate about the controls is that if you aren't delicate, you will think that you suck at this game. <laughs> like, it's it's a very uh, – it's slow to learn, at least for me. I didn't love the controls right away. But because it's so punishing, if you don't take it easy, you're forced to play that way, and you do get better as a result. I think this is the kind of game that even the on the very first track, if you're not controlling your car the proper way – and you're just gunning for like a first place finish and you know like oh i'm supposed to win every time no matter what that's not going to work out here i would argue though that uh maybe some of your struggles that you're attributing to the controls and the speed of the game may have more to do with the amount of the track that you see at once because it's really i mean like they do give you on the track they'll have uh arrows pointing in the direction you'll be turning next as a warning but you only see like a small sliver of the track at one time and uh, a, a very small amount of room behind and in front of you and, you know, to the top of you and below you. Um, so you have to kind of memorize the track before you can get really elegant with your turns. You you have to just react at first. And I think that's where a lot of struggles mm-hmm. come from. Yeah. But that being said, I think that in some of the later races, when there's more than one lap, I felt I really felt like I could catch up at the end of it because I had memorized the track after, um, you know, after two laps of going around. And they're all, they're all short tracks, and you do get that overhead monitor uh, yeah. in the UI below you. But uh, your point, Sean, was going to be my next point about just how much of the screen they show, and I'm sure that has to that's a graphical yeah. limitation thing, uh, a processing power thing. But for me, I. I agree that I never quite like overcame that like yeah. oh the arrows say to go here so I'll know exactly where to turn on my D-pad when that shows up. It mm-hmm. was still kind of like an you know uh, an instantaneous reaction until you learn the course. The problem being that there are 32 tracks. So uh, you know you can't you can learn like a few of them at a time as you continue to play the game often. But unless you have an innate memory ability to like be, you know, like picture that stuff in your head, you're not going to remember all 32 of these tracks. Well, I, more often for me, I was I was remembering specific turns by like the third or fourth sometimes mm-hmm. lap of that yeah. race, but never like coming back to that track, remembering it from the last time I had that race. It was just second, third, fourth lap. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, this is where that big sharp turn is. And I don't, I just, I want to be sure, I don't, I don't think I'm completely correct here, but... Uh, I don't think that there are that many permutations of the track layout itself. I think that the later levels just add more obstacles. Um, yeah, I I think that even though it says 32, even on the back of the box, I, I still believe it's like 24 oh, unique, like unique tracks. track layouts. Okay. And then like as soon as that ends, then you kind of just like... Remix. Yeah, re- yeah, remixes slash like just straight copies, but maybe okay. in no particular order. Interesting, okay. Uh, yeah, so I, I think that's a good overview of the car controls and stuff like that. Now let's let's add the AI element to it and have the other cars. 
What's the difficulty like in the game? How hard is it to finish in first place in a game like this? I felt like it was fair. I think that if you play the game the right way, if you play each race the right way, then you can win not easily, but you can finish, I mean, fairly easily, I think. To speak to something that you said earlier, Sam, was that I really felt also that there were a lot of times I was really far behind, Mm -hmm. but I very rarely felt like I was out of the race like right. I, I always felt like okay it's still possible i can catch up and there mm-hmm. were a, a few times where i was worried i was out of the race but just kept playing just to yeah. play and then i was like oh they're they're kind of not that far away from me like i can still do this yeah so, like, so it, it always felt not always but it frequently felt attainable yeah i i don't know the nuts and bolts of the game but i i have to imagine that there's some rubber banding going in there uh where whether you're in whether you're trailing or the other computer uh, players are trailing because there is a lot of quick catching up <laughs> i noticed um but i i thought that the the amount of chaos that the game uh, brings into it like any kart racer it it was fun regardless of how well i was performing right and so, and sometimes that's the that's the whole appeal of it right it are the obstacles in the courses and the then the weapons too like i think the fact that this has both obstacles and weapons in it from from the beginning and understanding that you need those things in a kart racer style game it, it is important to you know to have here without the without either one of those it would it would feel kind of empty you know if, if it was just guiding through the tracks yeah i think you know even someone like me who had difficulty navigating the tracks would still find it very boring if there wasn't like oh you got to watch out for that oil spill or you know or like mm-hmm. oh there I can get in front of the blue guy if I just shoot the, the uh, missile if I shoot my yeah. missile right at him you know like yeah. there is a sense of like you're never really out of it unless you're like a full lap behind yeah. <laughs> you know if you can see someone you can catch them they're never going like oh but he's going 200 miles an hour and I'm only going 100 you know like mm-hmm. yeah. no one's going that fast and so I I think sean i couldn't find any developer interviews but i do believe that the green and blue cars are specifically tuned to be the easier cars to race against and that the yellow car is dependent on some variable factors but will either be incredibly slow or incredibly fast depending on your behavior interesting so i want to bring something up and it's weird to say because i I don't i i don't know if it was a glitch or, or what this happened on my last race I got lapped, but I, I was in third place. The other two cars were very near me, and the first place was just flying. I didn't notice until after he so, passed me, and my my place didn't change. And then I watched the map, and he was just flying, like double, maybe triple the speed of anyone else. I, I can diagnose this for you. Okay, I was going to save I this. I, was I was going to save this for later, but we can troubleshoot it for you here, okay? Was that car the yellow car? I, I don't remember. It, it would have to be, okay. but it probably was. But I just wanted to know if you knew. And then, do you feel like you were shooting an excessive amount of missiles <laughs> on, that, on that particular course? Probably, yes. The, uh, the game has programmed the yellow car that if you use an excessive amount of projectile weaponry, not just the it missiles. It's probably bombs. But, yeah, if that mis- missiles I was and bombs. a lot of bombs. Yep. Any, if you use an excessive amount of missiles or bombs on one particular course, uh, 
the yellow car will automatically accelerate to 127 miles per hour, <laughs> which cannot be matched by the player, and uh, you will lose to first place. Okay, and you it, wait, when you say on one particular course, you mean it can only happen on that course? Meaning that it doesn't like grade you across gotcha. multiple okay. tracks. Okay. I mean, like, hey, now yeah. you've done too many well, missiles. I'm, I'm glad <laughs> you mentioned that because I'm. I was like, honestly, thought I was going crazy because it was With, just the only yeah. time it happened. Without going too much into the weeds in this one point. Um, I had another theory because I never, I wasn't getting lapped, but I was noticing that if I didn't see the cars in front of me, um, like they were that far ahead or that far behind, that the game was just sort of simulating a car going around the circuit and there were no like obstacles uh. for them. It was just like, this is how fast the car would go around the circuit. And I was like, so that's why they're catching up, or that's why they keep going faster. So maybe that explains it. Yeah, that's that's a fascinating thing. I'd love to know that too, of like how it actually um, figures out where the computers would be. I imagine it's all just timed. Yeah. But if they are like in relation to how you're performing, like that that certain cars will slow down if you're being slow, and certain cars will catch up if you're being fast. It's kind of weird to think of that being matched to a specific time, but maybe it's just matched to your time. Yeah. yeah, on the track. I wonder now. Now I'm really curious as to whether or not they account for like each other shooting at each other. Like, yeah, I, don't, I couldn't. I I would be surprised if they did. Yeah, yeah, hmm. same. And the game ends when you finish in fourth place uh, on a, on a, on any particular track. But you do get two continues, so you don't immediately have to start back from the very beginning. Did Did anybody get through every single track? I got. So you know how you can spell out Nintendo. Yep. I got to the last D, and then I lost. Oh, okay. <laughs> the only D. <laughs> I think yes. that's it. Repeats. I think it repeats after you complete the uh, the word. He meant the only D in Nintendo. Ah. <laughs> I see. <laughs> You're right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get through the entire course. I, I didn't find that they were getting harder either. I just think I wasn't getting any better i found they were getting game. they were getting harder they started to add the walls that would pop up and that kind of thing okay yeah. and um yeah but i guess i meant i meant the ai itself like that they were oh, getting the better itself? drivers did no, you think they were becoming no, i think better the, the drivers? courses would just change and yeah they, they would uh, but trip me up. between how many obstacles and different kinds of obstacles that they would lay out and um they sort of had before each race they would give you sort of uh um, a rating on how rough the terrain was. I think they were just depending on those variables and, and de- determining how difficult the track was going to be. I don't think the AI changed at all. Got it. Yeah, and that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, all right, so obstacles-wise, you have uh, some puddles, some oil slicks, which it, it's it's a different fill color, but sometimes it's hard to tell yeah. Like, yeah. The, the difference. Um it's described in the manual as rain squalls, but <laughs> it's just very localized storms. Yeah, very yeah, localized rain, like rain happening right above you in this particular cloud. Um, the pop-up barriers that you were talking about, which is which are very difficult because they chose not to just be walls, but they chose to be walls that will just pop up yeah. whenever they see fit. <laughs> I'm sure they're timed to something, but it seemed to be very convenient to when no, their, I was driving around them. Yeah, um, and then there's those skulls. Uh, I never really. I thought touched I was one supposed to pick those up. Yeah, what happens with the skulls? I didn't. I didn't touch them. Uh, I don't actually know because I was still in the races that I picked them up in. Uh, I maybe they like cancel out like. Oh, your power ups, your two up items. Yeah, maybe. Possibly. Yeah, uh, I wasn't paying enough attention, I guess. And I do like that it lists the other RC drones, the other um, 
you know, computer players that you're playing against uh, yeah. as <laughs> items to avoid. Like, don't touch them. <laughs> Sometimes it's when your benefit is smashing into them. Yeah, yeah I was kind of expecting, like, just regular cars to just join in the yeah. race. Yeah. And, like, oh, don't touch these RC cars. They I, could, they'll explode. I thought it was just going to be stationary cars that were just left like out parts, on the track. Yeah. yeah. And not all the items are bad in the game. You can also get some good stuff, too. Uh, there's the... They call them zippers. I just think of them as accelerators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zipper was just a funny... Like, that's already a thing. Like, we already, <laughs> yeah, we already that had word for something else. else. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then there's the, like, line drawing of the roll cage... Ah, <laughs> Which, see, I never, I didn't know what that was until I looked in the manual after yeah, the fact. It's a good thing to have too because it <laughs> protects you against the missile or the bomb. Yeah. I think like once, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's the missiles themselves to pick up. And the bombs, which have a smiley face on them, yeah, uh, that's cute. Bombs, bombs are fun. Yeah, and ammo, which is just a star. So uh, apparently, <laughs> right. that's what ammo looks like in this universe. Uh, how did we? Did it? Did you guys think like? I could have used more personally of these things on the yeah. co- on the course themselves. Not more variety, just more on the course. Which is the one that makes you glow? That's the roll cage. Yeah. That's the roll cage. Yeah. Like, roll like, cages. You have like uh, invulnerability from yeah. the missile. But you yeah. could, if you run into someone with that, it also messes them up, right? But they're track items to avoid. How could that be? No, because <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was hit by yeah. flashing guys, and I started. I think if you just get hit by anything yeah. in this game, you're screwed. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was the item or not. But then there's also this whole like turbo hotter engine and sticky tires thing that yeah i mean like, this is what they call them i'm not i'm not saying that these are the, like, the things you see between the races right yes between the races for your like when it shows your track conditions and it's like yeah. fair mm-hmm. i was like all right does yeah, that i was mean? referencing that before and i guess i could kind of notice when the track had better traction um but other than that i wasn't I didn't feel as much mm-hmm. of a variation in that. Yeah, apparently the turbo is for acceleration, while hotter engine is for uh, like overall speed. Top okay. Speed. Yeah. Yeah. Top speed. So I don't you, think that's how you measure that in real life. Uh, the hotter the engine, the topper the speed. <laughs> I think the hotter the engine, like the worse the car. That's because we don't have zippers. Yeah. That's why we. Do <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just need some zippers. Also, there's there's no real difference in life between like top speed and acceleration too like i guess how fast you can get from zero to no, 60 that, that, yeah, there is a, there's, there's no, no, i know but i'm saying like in this particular thing the game's oh. acceleration is only measured by like this treadmill that sends you <laughs> off faster you know because it's running at a higher speed than your car is currently going okay there's nothing like that in in real life <laughs> I, don't, I guess yeah, I don't follow. I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, the like, like the idea that like you know, oh, I'm going a hundred and I can get to like a hundred and sixty for like a brief moment in time, and then back to my normal cruising top speed. Oh, is that know? what it means? Is that what turbo is? That's what the turbo is for oh, the I, acceleration. I, I only. thought it was like acceleration, fast, as in like how quickly you get from zero to your top speed. That's what mm-hmm. I understood. It's right. it's for it's for the uh, acceleration of the, the zippers. Oh, no, you might be great. I think it affects both theoretically. Oh, like, it affects your zipper. zipper because I noticed that your zip, you know, like when you cross over a zipper, it goes faster. But yeah, I guess it would also increase how quickly you get to your top speed. That is acceleration. Yeah, which is acceleration. <laughs> so then there is a real life course for this. And you've just watched Mike talk about that. <laughs> it was worth going through the motions, though, for all you guys. Uh, and then uh, we have to talk about those Nintendo letters. You brought them up real fast, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a shame that you only got up to I the know, D. I know, I was so upset. Because <laughs> there's, a, there's a thing when you collect the Nintendo yeah. letters. There is a reason. Uh, would you like to tell us why, Sam? Uh, I believe you get a new car. You get a new car! <laughs> <laughs> you had a good uh, like announcer voice for that. Thank you. Um, you start with the what they call the standard truck. 
and then you, uh, when you spell out Nintendo, you get the four-wheeler, and then if you manage to spell it out one more time, you get the off-roader, which is the fastest car. I definitely got that off-roader. Nice. And, yeah, that, yeah that's a cool-looking car just in general, too. It is. Um, see, I, see, I only got the four-wheeler, but do all the other cars get them, too? I don't know. I was kind of, I, I think that's what happened, and I was kind of like, well, what, why did I go through all that work if we're going to even <laughs> out the playing field here? <laughs> well... Uh, let me put it this way. I never collected Nintendo either, but I, I can't imagine a world in which when you have the off-roader that it would be a fair fight against a bunch of standard trucks. Well, yeah, but then what's the point of getting it anyway? What's because the it looks cool and it's harder. Yeah, but... Maybe it's a, you're in a new league now, you know? Yeah. yeah. And now everyone, oh, right. everyone's moved faster. moved to a new bracket. Or maybe they all coincidentally collected the Nintendo at sure. the same pace as you. Sure. Maybe. Yeah, they, they were also collecting. It was yeah. just, it was a tag team system. Yeah. You just happened to be the only one to collect. But it, it just doesn't seem like a too much of a beneficial thing if everyone else is going to have it also. Like, yeah, but then if you just win anyway. every race easily. Then well, yeah, then that's really... why I agree. Why is it in the game? Right. But it's also just for, like, way. It's for like more skilled players, too. Right. You know, so, so you think it's harder to use these other... Well, if they are noticeably fast... I, I didn't get it, so I can't say but if it is faster than the regular car, then wouldn't the average speed of each course be faster? Sure, yeah. I guess that, for that sense, to make it like more of a challenge on yourself. Yeah. I, when I read it in the manual, I thought it was like, oh, this is an upgrade. It's going to make yeah. me better. You know, Joe just wants opponent. less features in everything. <laughs> That's not true. you you <laughs> got to understand what I'm saying. I, know. I, I totally get what, what you're saying, yeah. and it's, it makes a lot more sense than my acceleration it's, talk. It's like, it's like, it's like uh, just, just to put it out there, it's like if in, in Mario or CTR or, or this, you hit a speed boost, but everyone else boosts at the same time as you. You all boost. <laughs> it's not the same. It's similar. Not the same. couldn't find anything on development for um, RC Pro-Am. It, w- it is worth mentioning that Rare, the company that is now owned by Microsoft that made Slalom, a game that we once had essential. And, we don't talk about that. Yeah, and <laughs> Sam's like, I have no idea. <laughs> Sam's making never played an, that an game. inaudible face right now. <laughs> yeah, um, and they also made Wizards and Warriors. Okay. Uh, so, you know, th- this, is, this is where we're at with them. And now we have this one. And I think we're missing one other that they released earlier in the same year that I, I can't think of. So forget that I'm having this conversation. But anyway, what I meant to say was that usually it's pretty easy to find information about these things, but they don't want to talk about RC Pro-Am. So instead, I was like, well, what are we going to talk about other than the Essential Games list? And I happened to stumble upon Nintendo Fun Club issue number five, where RC Pro-Am is the cover story. Ooh. That's a big deal. Like You know, usually that's reserved for like... Zelda or Metroid or Super Mario Brothers, but RC Pro Am gets the cover story and it's got a cute little um, like illustration of the like cart that you will never drive in the game. It doesn't even look like the off roader; looks like an actual like cart, you know, like that that you would that you would own yourself. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's not even in the game. That's confusing. Uh, but there, it's all worth it because the big cover story is. RC Pro Am. The big difference is RC. 
and we're not talking cola. What a quick oh way to outdate yourself right off the bat. Um, RC Cola, which was delicious, if anybody's ever had some. Anymore? I don't think it's really like as common as gotcha. you would yeah, find yeah. it back then. Like, <laughs> you know, back then it was like up there with Pepsi and Coca Cola, yeah, and now yeah, it's like, like, good luck finding that outside of the Midwest, probably. Yeah. But I like the taste of RC Cola. How about you, Sean? <laughs> I wasn't a fan. Okay, interesting. Too flat. Yeah. Yeah, you need bubbles in your cola. I need the bubbles. Sure. Did you ever have any cola? I've RC? never had it. Okay. Um, and you grew up? New Jersey. Yeah, yeah they wouldn't have had it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I'm not going to talk about RC Pro-Am in Fun Club Issue 5 because they don't cover anything different than what we've talked about. Instead, I want to talk about something in the coming soon section. Okay. In the coming soon section, there's a bunch of games that by now we've already talked about. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird that they're treating them like they're coming soon when we played them, theoretically. However, there is one that caught my eye. Uh, Return of Donkey Kong for the NES. That barrel-throwing rascal, Donkey Kong, is some kind of crazy. In Donkey Kong, he has Pauline in his clutches. In Donkey Kong Jr., he gets locked in a cage. In Donkey Kong Jr. Math, he knows the score in a math jungle. That's like not <laughs> really. That's not really. You know like a, no, he knows the score. Like, <laughs> Three a.m. The writer is like, I don't know. There was a Donkey Kong Jr. Math. Yeah, he actually went to like Miyamoto first, and he's like, "Is is Donkey Kong Jr. Math canon?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in Donkey Kong Three, he makes trouble for Stanley the Bugman, and now Donkey Kong is soon to come back with more barrel tossing fun, but this time. You're in control. Are you video buff enough? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Are you video buff enough to handle the one and only return of Donkey Kong? Watch for it. Maybe it this is the happened. only well, return. And it never happened. But also, also, what's weird about this, right, is like, this is what I said I wanted in, uh, in Donkey Kong 3. Yeah. Remember? This was a me and Sean only episode. But I said that it seems natural that if in Donkey Kong 1 you're playing as Mario and in Donkey Kong Jr. Uh, you're playing as Donkey Kong Jr., that in Donkey Kong 3 you would finally want to be able to play as Donkey Kong, but instead you play as Stanley the Bugman. <laughs> so this is this sounds like it would have been great. I don't really know what you would have done because it mentions barrel tossing. Uh, I don't know what you would you have taken out Mario. Yeah, maybe you're trying to attack him. Do you think that maybe this is referencing the uh, the what is it? The classics, Donkey Kong classics. So I thought about that, but it is a it is an entirely different game because it doesn't say that you're, um, it, you know, when it says, but this time you're in control. Yeah, it it's, it's referring to new. Donkey Kong, like oh, he's done all these crazy things, and now this time there's more barrel tossing fun, but you're in control of the barrel tossing. Does it does it say that? It says. You're Donkey, in control. And now Donkey Kong is soon to come back with more barrel tossing fun, but this time you're in control. The but this time, no, 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 the but this time implies that you are not controlling Mario anymore or right, stand but a bug free. You heard the jungle math thing that he was saying before. I don't think this guy's a very good writer. But Donkey Kong Junior <laughs> Math is also not in Donkey Kong Classics, so why bring that up? Yeah, you hmm. fool. That's a good point. Uh, also, I, I found a stub on this in the on the Mario wiki about like unreleased games, and apparently this was mentioned in one other place besides this of Return of Donkey Kong. Oh. I would have loved to see it. Uh, who knows if it made it past this stub? Yeah. You know, like, like, like someone just wrote like, "Oh, we're gonna make a Return of Donkey Kong game," and it never happened. But it's worth noting that you know sometimes when you read these older magazines, you can find some fun announced games that like never actually happened. 
Uh, I know in Nintendo Power early on in the Nintendo 64 time of that magazine, they announced like Earthbound 64 and like had mm. images of it and everything. And it was, Were like, these everybody was April like, issues? No, this was real. And like it was shown at like a tech demo thing, oh, okay. like in Space World or something like that, which was Nintendo's E3. But like it's just funny to see like when that thing gets to a magazine, that means it's like yeah, yeah it's, it's coming yeah. closer to being a real deal. And everybody was waiting for Mother 64 or Earthbound 64, I guess they called it. Uh, and it never happened. So I think it's just funny when you spot things like this. According to Sean, does any of this really matter if they don't come out? That was a thing that he called out in the Best of 87 episode when I was like, this game said that it was coming out in 87, but it won't come out till January of 88. And you're like, is it breaking news that a game has been delayed in the past? I remember that. So if you didn't listen to the Best of 87 episode, go back just for that moment. It's really fun. I mean, changing the subject, though, I, I'm very... I'm confused how this game has literally no trivia about it. Like this seems like it was it was a big enough game to have at least some behind the scenes of the developer or some weird happenstance aside from just its appearance in the same magazine issue of Vaporware. Right, right. <laughs> Essentially, yeah, and that's what's so strange about it too is like, you know, if you if you look at it, it it does get a sequel too that we'll talk about in a minute. But like, there's a development stub on the wiki as well, and it just says a bunch of nothing. It's like the game was originally titled Pro Am Racing, but then was changed to RC Pro Am when they added the remote control. Like, that is interesting. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess no, that is interesting not. because now <laughs> because now we know maybe that they that they decided like, wow, this doesn't really feel like you're driving this car because of the top down angle. So then they were like, let's just add RC in there. I'm fascinated. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't care what you guys say. Yeah, and I don't consider (laughs) things like, you know, we've talked about David Weiss so many times because he's always the composer on these rare games. I don't consider, like, things from him tidbits anymore because it's like he's just talking about the music. And to me, RC Pro-Am wasn't, like, as the music wasn't as good as, like, say, what Wizards and Warriors was bringing. It's still, it's still. Okay. It's I think saying like it's not worth talking. The thing no. is though, with this, there's lots of sound effects that are happening at the same time. There's the engine revving, and all those take up the music tracks. Right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. The soundtracks. Yeah, and so. it, I did notice. That, I didn't notice until late into playing through it that you also hear the uh, when when a car is coming close to entering your screen, you hear their engine. You hear them. Oh yeah. You know whatever cool. you call that. I never noticed. But, that. Yeah. yeah, but there's that. There's the skidding sound. There's a bunch of sounds that are happening. Well, good so sound design shouldn't be noticed. Whoa, very, look at this nice. guy. Who is this guy? Yeah, who was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he left. Anyway, we have to talk about um, the sequels and spinoffs, because that's apparently a thing we talk about in every episode when we have them. And this time we have them. Uh, there was a Genesis version of RC Pro-Am. It was called Championship Pro-Am. Uh it's basically the same game as the NES version. However, there's five opponents instead of three. Um, you spell out champion instead of Nintendo. And uh, obviously, like the Genesis being 16-bit, it looks better. Does it? Uh, did they get rid of the little antenna that, that told you that they were RC cars? You know, that I don't know. Um, <laughs> I can look that up while we talk about the next one, but it would imply that if, it, if you're losing the RC part... You've got to get rid of that. However, I'm looking at it right now, 
And to be honest, it doesn't look. Yeah, the the antennas are still there, and the graphics aren't that much better. <laughs> you know, like for what it's it worth, up. like I don't think that that's all that different, right? Yeah, yeah. maybe a little bit. No, I mean it's nicer, yeah. but like yeah. not like you all like agree. A, not like worth a new purchase. You know, like oh, I got a like yeah. Oh, definitely re, not. It's the no remastered way. version yeah. of RZ Pro M. I need it now. Uh, it's not like that. And then uh, there was a Game Boy version of RC Pro Am called Super RC Pro Am. Nothing super about it though. It's it's black and white. <laughs> it's really really basic. There's it's pretty much the same game as the RC Pro Am, but with less detail yes. and um, and portable. So nice. I guess like you you know the portable part's nice, but I'm not like I wasn't I wasn't dying to play this game on the go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And RC Pro Am 2, Roman numeral 2, it's always important, comes on the NES in 1992, so we'll be playing that. The major difference, the only one we're going to talk about for now because we'll cover it in that episode, is that it introduces four player local multiplayer. Wow, the so multi. Finally, yeah, finally, <laughs> you can play a game with three of your best friends on, on one NES. I'm curious how that works. Well, like what Sean just said, the multi-tap, essentially. But, like, yes, how does it... How do you see it all? That's what I mean. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were talking about, like, how do you yeah. plug all those controllers? No, no, no. Slots, like... Split screen. Four-way split well, screen. Well, I mean, because the, the thing is, if you go off the screen... Then, yeah. well, then you die. Well, I have played games that are top-down racing like that, where if you go off the screen, you do die. Oh, I've never played <laughs> that game. And then you respawn near the middle. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, stay tuned for episode uh, 643, uh, <laughs> RC Pro-Am 2. And uh, in the meantime, let's cover the rest of this game in our essential games list. <laughs> Sam, which way are you driving this list? Every way, because it's top down. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that was dumb. That's <laughs> um, fine. Uh, I'm going to vote this one essential. I think that we haven't seen a racing game for this system yet, and I think that racing games are a huge and very important genre in video games. And I had a lot of fun with this one. I think that the controls are tight. It introduces a lot of different mechanics. There's, uh, you know, you can uh, fire weapons at each other. You can protect yourself. You can do all the. There's a lot of different variation to it. And I think it's really fun. So until RC Pro-Am 2 comes out, I'm going to say that... <laughs> this assuming is, it's better. <laughs> yeah, assuming it's better. Um I'm going to vote essential. All right. Sean? I'm actually with Sam on this. Uh, I've had way too much fun with this game. I know that I have my little nitpicks and gripes about its perspective, but I think that it was a breath of fresh air uh, for the system and for just racing games in general because while it is an old concept, I still hadn't played a game like it in ages. Mm -hmm. uh, it reminded me of a time um, I was at a party uh, that it was a uh, my my stepdad's uh, company through, and they had uh, RC car an RC car circuit brought in for the kids to play, and it felt exactly like that to me. <laughs> so I had a lot of fun with this game. I think that it's unique enough that it deserves a spot on this list at this point. Yeah. In in our uh, in our playthrough of these games, so yes, I'm voting an essential. All right. Now it's important to note. Then in the old rules, that, that would, would have make made it, it an essential game. <laughs> no longer. But we have all voted that uh, following our, our best of 1987, that you now need majority rule. So me or Joe must vote it into the essential games list as well for it to be an official essential game. Joe? 
So there's definitely was a time where I would have 100% voted this essential, especially because I know we said they weren't racing games, but like Mock Rider and Excite Bike, I once and Slalom even, I voted <laughs> essential. But oh, actually, I didn't vote Mock Rider, but you know what I'm saying. Um, but now looking at it, I, I do think this is a better game than all three of those games. I enjoyed this more than all three of those games. But I don't think in the context of today, I, I think what I'm what I'm really enjoying about it, what's fun to me about it is is in the context of the NES. I'm like, wow, I can't believe they were doing this then because it's cool that they're doing it. But there were still too many. It, it didn't it was it just felt a little too repetitive to me after a while. After a while, I I, I got a little tired of it. And, and uh, for transparency, I played this game weeks ago for the first time and then uh played it again last night to refresh myself and as i was playing it last night i just wasn't as i i, I just felt like you know i had done this before I, I wasn't as interested in going back that being said this i think is another one of my i think i said this on the last episode but another one of my no a, a earlier episode but another one of my higher plays. it comes very close but I, i'm just not gonna throw it a vote all right uh i think that RC Pro-Am surprised me out the gate with, like, how willing I was to, like, play ball with, like, being bad at the game and, and keep trying. Sometimes when you're bad, at, especially, like, in side-scrolling action-adventure games on the NES, sometimes you're just like, oh, well, this is just NES hard and I'm not really going to try my way through it. There's something about RC Pro-Am that felt like, it's like, oh, no, you should give this the time to learn it and figure it out. And so I did. And I think that while I didn't become like a great player at RC Pro, I enjoyed my time with it a lot. In terms of voting in an essential game, I think it's missing a few things to get me to also go over the edge. Uh, most importantly, in like the idea of what an essential game is, for a racing game, it needs to have some kind of multiplayer to still hold up today. I think playing against the actual like computer. Um, Bots. It's not that they. I mean, they have great AI compared to things that we've played against. But it's not. It's not all that interesting. They do seem to just kind of like, if you're in their vicinity and they have a weapon, they'll they'll attack you. Otherwise, for the most part, everybody's just driving around this course. Uh, the courses themselves, I would have liked to see some variety in like scenic differences, other than just like this one is this kind of wavy and the other one is this kind of wavy, you know, like, like they're just like bent around different parts of the track, you know, it would have even been cool to just like do the alphabet or something like that. I, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, the, the style of the way the track no, know, is, know. you know, like this one's shaped like an L and this one's shaped like an N. And I don't know how you would do that. Because they have to start and end somewhere different, but it just seemed to be like all sorts of different, bend out like turns of how fast you can react in later stages just added more obstacles to to make things harder as opposed to like challenging your ability to beat the other computers which is what i always think like makes a fun racing game uh i think like for me an easy essential games thing is is the mario kart series like what makes those so fun and i'm not saying like why is an rc pro i'm like mario kart what <laughs> makes those so fun is like the, the challenge against everybody else and where you fall in like this giant 12 player ranking system where like, oh, you finished second. So this in this particular one, you go up uh, 10 points, but first place went up 16. So it's like, oh, shit, like, uh, how am I going to catch up in this one? It's like, just don't finish in last and, you know, keep playing. And I'm like, oh, I would have liked, you know, some kind of overall point or GP system in RC Pro-Am. Uh, that said, I'm, I don't want anyone to think that, like, because I didn't adapt well to the controls that I'm that this is an essential game. I think, like, it's for the other reasons. Me not adapting to the controls was just, like, my head 
space not being able to like understand how to control in an isometric layout like that just wasn't working out well for me i wasn't doing the weird turn thing whoever said that where like you know i think it was you joe where you were talking about like when you turn and you start to think about like going yeah and you go backwards instead That that didn't happen to me. It just but, at first. It takes takes a while to get the hang of it. But I think I just had to overall like to to better master the turns. I just had to play slower, and it wound up making for a less enjoyable experience. Oh, um, wow. So it's not essential. RC mm. RC Pro Am blew a two nothing lead. Yeah, <laughs> just a tie two two, yeah. uh, which is great. Uh, I think RC Pro Am should be proud of itself. But I think like you know, nineteen eighty eight is shaping up. To be a great year, we we've already had some some interesting ones with Contra being essential. Uh, I think Gunsmoke was the one you were referring to being yes. like a game that you were like, oh, yeah, it's that's so what it was. close. That was a while ago. But... Yeah, that was the one you I think you were talking yeah. about though. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I just listened to that episode. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, so there, there's that. Uh, we're not getting you know like granted Karnov wasn't great, but I have nothing <laughs> against like games like Renegade and Ice Hockey and uh, we should ooh, we should have a, a nothing against category. Yeah. Town and Country Surf Designs Wood and Water Rage, though. I do have something against oh, that game. Uh, uh, but yeah, this, I, I think yeah. I called... Um, what's, I forgot I forgot it already. Gunsmoke a golden play it. Ooh, so I think this yeah. would be another golden play it, now that that's the thing. Okay, I like the idea of a golden play it. Um, does anybody else, like... You, you know, you two now. Do you want to say some more about RC Pro-Am now that you voted in and it didn't make it? Are you, are you um, sad? There was one thing you mentioned about not having score, but there is like a, a spot where you can put your initials in with your high scores and that kind of thing. That's true, and you can collect like trophies and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, I like so the trophy did... thing. The trophy case is cool. Yeah. Um, I also like the idea of the knockout uh, racing game, um, though it's you know very crudely implemented here. Um, it, it that game mode does exist in a lot of games. So. I, I thought that was cool too. I actually just want to, not even related to the essential games list. I feel like we need to mention, which we didn't do the whole episode, the fact that when the when the person finishes in first, the whole race is over. Yeah. Wherever you are on the track <laughs> is where you've placed. I'm so like, you're in third place, in handy you're a mile away. Oh, me too. Yeah. I mean, that's how I've gotten as far as I've gotten, but. <laughs> I just thought that was weird. Yep, I think that's uh, that's all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. Uh, join us next time for Freedom Force. I know that Joe has personally bought a copy of that game so that he can play it with a zapper. So um, if you're playing along at home, make sure you understand that you need a CRT <laughs> for that. Yeah, uh, Joe's going all the way to Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, to, specifically to for, uh, for play this game. Yeah. The, it's the only CRT that I know of is in Buffalo. It really is the the mecca of CRT TVs. Yeah, is it, is it the Sony? Yes. Uh, no, never it. Yeah, don't worry I about it. You. Buffalo oh, is the mecca oh, of everything. It's the, next, <laughs> it's the next big city. Um, the World's Fair 2020 <laughs> Buffalo. Um, it's going to happen. I anyway, there was, a, there was a reference you were making. Do we have out. any listeners from Buffalo? If you are a listener from Buffalo, uh, shout us out with a Buffa Yeah yep. on Twitter. Just which say is, hashtag Go Bills and it's fine. Okay, that's fine too, but Buffa Yeah would be better. No, um, yeah, give us both. Uh, the Twitter is at NostalgiaCast. We post cool pictures at that time. I've been slacking like crazy, but that's because I have a real job where I have to do a bunch of things. Um, I'm Michael Esposito. You can find me on at Esposito Film on Twitter, and I'll talk to you soon. 